Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm JP. He is Nick. Nick, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I am good, man. We are just chock full of interviews lately. I know. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Today on the show, we are stoked to have quite a a legendary fella. Uh, He is um, the driving force behind the Lane Frost brand. Uh, But importantly enough, today he is a dad. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Stetson Frost. How are you, man? Good. How's it going, guys? It is going good. Good. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, join us and talk about being dads, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So, rite of passage, man. The very first question we ask all our guests, um, it's kind of formality. We already know, but we're going to ask it anyway. Are you a dad? I sure am. Uh, I'm a father of two right now. Right now? What is, wait, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Is there another child in the works? There is, there is. We have our third son due in September. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So by by uh, deductive logic there, I, I like to think I'm a fairly smart guy. That means uh, you have got two sons. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> How old are they? So Harrison will be four uh, next month, and then Hudson's 18 months. Harrison and Hudson. Are you going for the Triple H? I think we are. You know, we're too deep now. Right. If we would have <laughs> skipped one already, we'd have been all right. Harrison, now, Hudson, what's left? Han. <laughs> Talked about maybe like Hayes. Ooh, oh, there you I, go. I can dig that. I hope that's not yeah. divulging too much information too soon for the world, but uh, I can dig that name. Absolutely. Hayes. Cool, man. Well, uh, so so how has it been being, I mean, a dad to all boys? See, we uh, we run the gamut. You, you sir, got, like, are quite possibly the luckiest guy we've had on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He ain't kidding, man. Nick's got a few girls. I've got two girls, one boy, one of my girls. Turns out she's going to be, uh, she's 17 going on 30. And um, it's rough. It's difficult at times. Um, I I wouldn't trade it in for the world, but I couldn't imagine having all boys. I mean, I know there's got to be some difficulties there. Uh, So far, uh, you know, Nothing shocks me. Everything shocks mama because she's a girl. So right. every, everything they're doing, she's like, is that normal? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> if we could just keep clothes on the oldest one, we'd be doing good. How old's the oldest one again? Uh, he'll be four next month. Four. And, uh, he's okay. pretty much a nudist. So. Well, that's normal. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't. I mean, mom, if you end up watching this back, uh, it, 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 I'm 47 years old and. and I still don't like to wear clothes when possible, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Four years. Home. He's in a three-year-old program, so he'll come home from school and he'll strip off. And uh, he uh, he likes to go number two under the trampoline. That's his spot. So, uh, Ooh. I'm not looking forward to that. Well, that's some <laughs> difficult like potty training. How do we get him out of doing that? Do you put like a, maybe a little trainer potty underneath the trampoline? You know, he, he, he uses the potty for in public or he's at school. He's golden. But when he gets in his element, you better watch it. He's going to drop a deuce in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stetson. And thank you for our clip. That, that yeah. will be the, that will be the promotional video right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I, I've got a cool, it, it has nothing to do with anything. I don't think, um, okay. at least I can tell you from my end of things, but I, I would like to, divulge some information with you my father 
His name, first name, Lane. Oh, very cool. Born in 1938. Unfortunately, he passed away about uh, 12 years ago. Um, but uh, my son, his first name is Sawyer. My middle name, and I think four or five generations back, uh, was middle name. And I'm divulging some secrets here, is Granville. Um, we've looked it up. It's a family heritage thing. But uh, my father passed away when my son was in utero. So I decided to switch things up and changed the way everything has been. And my son's name is Sawyer Lane. And I gave him uh, my father's first name as his middle name. And I don't know. I just, that's so cool. You know, that, that, you know, I'm like, we're having Stetson Frost on and the Lane Frost brand. And I know it has nothing to do with anything, but I had to bring it up. So. No, so that's really cool. We, we, we have a lot of people that, you know, I'm here in Austin at the booth and We've been going four days here, and I've, I've already had five or six people come up. You know, my name's Lane, my son's name's Lane, my daughter. We've named my daughter Lane, like lots of that. So it's super cool to to, to hear that. It really is. That's cool, man. And here I thought I'd be the only one. No, of course I didn't <laughs> think that. So Stetson, take us back about five years ago, give or take. Uh, right. Something's going on in your daily life, and you are dropped a bombshell. You, sir, are going to become a dad for the first time. What were the emotions running through yourself that day? How do I make this work? <laughs> That's the first. Along with everyone. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm super excited. You know, being a dad is something that's always been important to me. I've always wanted to be one. Um, you know, my, my dad's a good guy, but we uh, he works off and, you know, I never was around him much. Uh and I had stepdads and we didn't do a lot together and things. So I always like when, when it's my turn, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I was supposed to do and be a dad. So I couldn't wait, honestly. I've, I've been, you know, I was, I was giddy from what I found out, but yes, the, the initial wave was like, all right, I got to step up my game. You know, I got to, I got to be a better man. I got to, you know, I got to step up. So how were you, how are you, uh, how did she let you know? So, uh, I'm a big nerd man, comic books, okay. uh, star Wars, all that stuff. So, uh, I have a Darth Vader cup. There you go. I have a Darth Vader cup at home. It's like an oversized coffee mug that I drink. I used to drink out of now I don't. But so my wife, she stole it. Right. And uh, took it with her to work one day. And uh, I was, I got up that morning. I was looking for my, it was so funny. Yeah. I was looking for my mug and couldn't find it. So I didn't think nothing of it. I texted her, said, Hey, you seen this? She said, Oh yeah, I accidentally took it with my coffee. I was like, I right, no big deal. So uh, she gets home that evening. She's like, Hey, here's your cup. And uh, she said, I put some whiskey in it. Take a shot. And I was like, that's weird. Okay. So she put some whiskey in it. I take a shot. I turn it up in the bottom of the cup. She put a father soon. You will be. And like, Oh from my gosh. Like, that is great. Oh, I'm not dropping, drop broke my cup. I'll be honest. <laughs> that Father soon. You will be. Oh, that is amazing. Love that story. Good. And I Good. love hearing. I mean, this is like two days in a row. In fact, we had uh, we had Jason Michael Carroll on yesterday, um, country superstar, and he's a he's a huge Star Wars fan. He actually had a life size Chewbacca in his little recording room that was a Halloween costume. So I love hearing that. Have you been to Disneyland and made your own lightsaber yet? I have not. I needed kids to justify it. They're not old enough yet, so I'm st I'm waiting a little bit to take them. <laughs> I hear you, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. I've got. I've got one right there that I, that I went to Disneyland two years ago. It's sitting up on its little shelf right there, but a uh, little secret. And, and I can say this out loud because by the time this episode drops, that vacation will be over. I'm leaving in two days. We're uh, in Southern Oregon. 
taking the whole family to Disneyland for four days next week. And uh, I've already got the, uh, the, I guess the appointment because you got to make appointments these days uh, to take my son and myself in to make two more lightsabers. And 500 bucks later, we're going to have two more lightsabers, man. (laughs) Just deciding what color I'm going to go with and and do I go good guy or bad guy? What was that? That's how much it cost. Like they gave it to me, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. No, no, (laughs) this one, mom is fully aware of of what's happening. And I think I had bribed her by saying she can get her own like Disneyland coach purse or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man. So we're looking forward to that. Sure. The Disneyland coach purse is quite a bit more expensive than the lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Next question. Uh, Sorry. Oh, by the way, we tend to go off the rails on this podcast. Stetson. Um, and, uh, so just, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. I'm going to try to reel us back in here. Uh, so five years ago, you find out you're going to have a kid and then that fateful day happens. What were your emotions going through the day of birth? And were you in the room? Did you see everything? I mean, yeah, it was, it was actually really wild. So, uh, we live in Southeast Oklahoma, small uh-huh. town. Uh, and there's a town called Broken Bow about an hour and a half from us. They're real popular right now. They've built a bunch of cabins. Uh, it's kind of a destination spot. So Kelsey's five weeks early at this point. Starting to have some pain and stuff. And she's a full-time hygienist at this point, too. And she's still working. She loves her job. So she was going to work till they, they still they wouldn't let her. Right. And uh, she started hurting a little bit. So we took her in. And they're like, oh, no, you know, you got plenty of time. You know, okay. So – that weekend, we decided we were just going to go to Broken Bow, get away. Her family went. Well, she started really hurting that night and, like, acting like she's about to give birth. And from where Broken Bow is to Ada, uh, Kelsey's Choctaw, so we use the Chickasaw Clinic in Ada, Oklahoma, um, It's uh, we're two and a half hours. So we get in the truck, and we start hauling butt. We got to get home. You know, we got to grab the, the go bags and – uh, we get home, we get to Ada, he's breach. Oh no. They alert a bus. They drive her two more hours to Oklahoma City. And I kept up with my truck for about the first 20 minutes and I couldn't. I mean, they're they're just weaving in out of cars, driving right. on the Indians. I mean, whatever they gotta do to get there. And I couldn't keep up. So I finally get there. So it, it turned into, you know, a five-hour trip to the hospital. And we get there. I beat them in because, you know, by the time they offload her from the ambulance and get her actually to the floor, um, I beat them in and I'm I'm scared to death. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. My wife ain't seen her in two hours. I just followed him up here. So I'm just sitting in this room and kind of freaking out. And they bring me this, you know, the full body smock. They're like, hey, throw this on. I was like, what's happening? They're like, oh, we're, we're going to deliver him in about six minutes. So uh, go time. Yeah. You know, they have it all down to a science because they're, uh, since he's breached, they're having to do C-section. So I put this, you know, I look like a human marshmallow and I'm just standing there waiting. Like now what? And they pull me back there and they come sit me by her. Well, you know, they put a drape up. You can't see nothing. You just kind of see your wife's head. They kind of, you know, where you can't see nothing but their, her head. So I'm sitting there talking to her, just checking on her, and she's loopy because they got her, they got her drugged up. Well, they have one of those uh, those stainless steel mirror light type things for you know for them to see above. It's massive. Well, the stainless steel was so vividly clean, I could watch the whole procedure off the stainless steel. So I'm right. sitting there. Huh? halfway looking up watching them just like slicing my wife open like a fish you know i mean they're just filleting in to get him and i'm right. sitting there like oh my gosh <laughs> and uh they pull him out i get over there and you know as a dad you don't have all the emotions a mom's having through the the pregnancy and getting close to the baby right. from him you, know, you don't have all that 
So when he come out and I saw him and they let me hold him, I was like, this is it. This is, this is as good as it gets, man. So that, that's my, my firstborn story there. That's, that's a good one, man. That's what I love that's about amazing. this podcast. Yeah. Right? We don't, we get all kinds of stories and that marks the very first time there was an ambulance chase involved. <laughs> yes, yeah. that yeah. amazing and a five-hour trip to the hospital, man. And and I like how you touched on that. Um, I I hinted on this a few episodes back. I forget who we were talking with, but um, <laughs> I remember mentioning that how my lady she got upset with me many many years back when she was pregnant because I slipped and said that even though she's pregnant, probably six seven months in, we're deep into it. Um, I said I wasn't a father yet. And that irked her, and and that was just the the, the you know the male mind. It's like I, it, the child has not arrived. You are yeah. you are it's he's in there, and you're bonding, and you can feel him, and and you're feeding him, and you're doing all this stuff. But for us, you know, it was like poof, pop them, ah, bam. Now I'm a father, and uh, yeah. I think she uh, she grasped a little bit more of the male psyche when it came to that when I explained it to her, and me of course also totally get what she meant um but yeah man isn't that just whew, amazing and you get to do it again real soon number three yeah and the last one was during covid so that was interesting just it was all all different a lot of procedural oh. you know they, they told us we couldn't leave the hospital and uh i was like i can't leave at all like to go get food even so i packed ice chest i had i, mean, I was camping i was camping in the hospital pretty much Nick, yeah. Nick's got stories. Yeah, my, my baby was born right in uh, May 2020, and okay. he got taken right to the NICU right after he was born. So my wife got to go with him, and I didn't get to see him for almost three months. Oh, so man. they finally let us, after about a month, they finally let me come in once a week for an hour. And then, yeah, so that was rough. So it was weird not bonding with him and not having the feeling like he was mine kind of a thing. So that, that took a while to when he got home and took a few months to finally get to the point where okay he's mine he's <laughs> now he's like my best friend so yeah right <laughs> yeah I that's what happens when you turn 40 your your best friend is an 18 month old yep yeah oh my best yeah. friend you're 400 <laughs> I, I just <laughs> exactly i just took a step back and i'm watching you two and i'm realizing man i really want a hat look at you two <laughs> hey, you both I'm, look fantastic I'm sorry, I'm sorry i didn't early it's just, it's been so wild like <laughs> no it's all good <laughs> someone requests something back in the day it's like yeah i'll get that out i go get it out and now my schedule my schedule has gotten so wild that i don't even want to promise anything anymore because I, I hate disappointing people or letting people down so i, I just quit promising yeah, good well that no, wasn't my intention talk. my intention was to say you both look freaking terrific i was, I was stoked hats. that i was able to find it at boot barn shout out to boot barn yeah <laughs> that, was, that was boot barn yeah so tell us about, uh, I mean, and now we're going to get into what you're probably used to here just a little bit. Um, tell us about the Lane Frost brand, man. But I want to go back to the beginnings. What was the, uh, the inspiration? I mean, obviously we know what the inspiration was, but how did that, how did this whole thing get started and, and how did you reach to such successful heights in, in, in a relatively short amount of time? So we'll go origin story, you know, the nerd, the nerdiness here. Uh, so Lane Frost, I mean, his, his name is synonymous with bull riding yep. rodeo. Uh, your uncle, you know, uncle. Yeah. So how yep. that works is uh, the movie doesn't portray it, but Lane had siblings. He had a uh, older sister. Lane was the middle and my dad was the baby. Okay. Um, and you know, Lane, Lane was 25 years old when he passed. So he did all that in 25 years. I'm 35 and I still ain't accomplished a fourth of what that man did. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
he just, you know, he had the total package. He, he could, he could do it. He was the athlete. He could cover anything they gave him. He was handsome. He was charismatic. He was good with people. He, he, he knew how to carry himself. He knew what to wear. He just, he just had the total package. And there's guys now that, you know, very few of them have all that going for them at once. You know, uh, he treated Bull Ryan like a business. It was, it was a business and he was, he was going to be the best at it. So, you know, in that 25 years, and I was a baby when he died. So all my stories are literally of what people told me yeah. and grandma Lane's mama has told me. And, you know, so all these years I was like, man, it'd be cool to do something on our lane and didn't know how, didn't know what that looked like. And, uh, you know, uh, actually the ninth of this month was, uh, seven years on the dot since we started. And, uh, I just went to my grandmother, Elsie approached her, uh, and my aunt Robin, because, uh, her and grandma kind of had, you know, spearheaded what, what they had done with Lane's legacy since that point. And I just told him, I said, Hey, you know, I want to make some hats. I, I'm just making them for me and maybe some friends. This, this wasn't, this wasn't planned to do this. And, uh, and that's what I think why it's been so successful because the things that happen more organic and more natural, it just, it, it's just easier that way. You know, if you don't have to force people to do something, they're going to do it on their own. So, you know, I got the blessing. I literally saved up 600 bucks. I made some hats uh, here we are seven years later, number one hat in all Western wear stores, number one cologne in all Western wear stores. We're in seven countries. We're shipping out about 10,000 hats a month. I've got a seven man team now. Just three years ago, I was doing this all by myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it really snowballed in a good way. I mean, we're blessed. I pinch myself every day. You know, I'll go in the warehouse after hours when no one's in there and I'm like, what did I do? And, nice. Right. And I'm not, like, like, what did I get myself into? And, and, and this isn't me. You know, this is Lane's legacy. I'm just providing the vehicle. I don't take any credit. I mean, I work my butt off to build this brand, but the brand is Lane. Without Lane Frost, this, this brand doesn't exist. That's pretty amazing, but, uh, man. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. How have you, I mean, so things have gotten busy considerably. Uh, obviously, you had to hire a few more people. How have you juggled uh, dad and business? And, and, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm dad first, like I, nothing matters to me, but dad and husband, like those are the two things having, having a close knit, uh, home life. I didn't really have that. Um, you know, my, my mom had her moments where she was a good mom, but she had a lot of problems personally. Um, a lot of, a lot of demons. And then, like I said, you know, I said stepdads and you know, my dad, he's a good man. I, I love him, but I just, we don't have a close knit relationship. He's always worked off. So when I had children, I was like, like I, you know, that, that is, that is what I am. You know, I identify as dad first. So, um, juggling wise, I just make a point, you know, every day I get up and I get up late. I get up about nine because once my feet hit the floor, it's nonstop till, till I go to bed. So, uh, my wife graciously lets me sleep until about nine every day. And once I hit the floor, it's on, you know, I, I get my coffee, throw some clothes on and I, and our warehouse is about 20 yards from my front door of my house. So, I'm always at work, work right. always there, you know, it's always there. So I make a point about six o'clock, I turn it off. Um, I'll do some social stuff. You know, I kind of have a social schedule in my head when I post, but past that I turn it off. I'm playing with the kids. I'm helping wife. Uh, we, we kind of have a system. You, you gotta have, you gotta have roles at home because there's a lot of chores, you know? So Kelsey's always been the dishes and I've always been laundry and that's just kind of the, the roles we've taken. I just, you know, I'll pick an evening, I'll turn on a, you know, basketball game, football game, something. And, I'll just start folding, you know, you know, people, people assume, you know, Oh, this big brand, it, we're, we're, we're good size, but I'm on my yard. I do my laundry. I wipe right. butts. 
I clean a living room about six times a day. Y'all know how that is. Oh yep. man, I got to do it literally right now. Oh, I know. And, I'm, I'm, it it, it, it it got dirty and the kids aren't even at home. Don't know how it happens. <laughs> it, it's just fully so putting weird. themselves back where they were in the floor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, you touched on uh, you turning on a game. You know, you know, I got to go there, Nick. Are, are, are you are is, is Stetson Frost a sports fan in particular football? Oh, big time. Big time. Football and probably UFC are my two my two things. OK, OK. Well, I got a funny UFC story for you here shortly. But first, who's your <laughs> NFL team? I would say proximity wise and, you know, just longevity of me watching football, probably the Dallas Cowboys. I'm two hours from the stadium. OK, I got no problem with that. At all, guy, though, uh, when, when Brian Erlacher was on the scene, I didn't miss a game. Brian Erlacher was my hero growing up. Nice. That so. was my lady's favorite player, too. She became a Bear fan because of him. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. See, when I was a kid, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Landry Ayers years, they uh, did spring camp at L- uh, CLU, California Lutheran University in Thousand Oaks, California, where I grew up. And my dad would take me there. And I got to play catch with Randy White, two tall Jones when I was a kid, carted me around on his shoulders once. Uh, so I got me some love for the Cowboys, even though it's <clears throat> the Raiders first. Gotcha. It is what it is. Uh, so UFC, uh, Nick's got a funny story. Um, he, uh, <laughs> ch- you know who Josh Berkman is? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick, <laughs> go. So I'm in the midst of COVID, right? I've got it. I'm dying. And we're having a... <laughs> An interview with Josh. Just like this, and right here. Just, just like this. And for some reason, I'm like, shit, we should fight, bro. <laughs> and, uh, I, we should do like a charity fight. And he's like, okay. So so that's coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> if fast so we, do have another, we have history. another co-host on standby just in case I die. <laughs> very, so, very cool. Very cool. But yes. yeah, no, he's a, he's a really cool guy. It was just, it was super funny. I'm like, I had 103 fever. We're doing this podcast and. I'm loopy, just like ah, whatever. <laughs> I got, I got this. It's gonna be like off uh, Rocky when uh, him and Hulk Hogan have their charity. Battle. Exactly. And, yeah. And, except I'm trying to figure out which one is Thunderlips. Uh, it's probably <laughs> Josh Berkman. No, because that would make you Rocky. See, that doesn't work. And, I don't know, man. I've been training hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> we might have to compare it to like the Claymation M- MTV. Uh, yes, yeah, celebrity deathmatch. There it is. Oh, yeah. Claymation you. That would be amazing. Dude, that would actually be really cool. <laughs> it would be that less, would, less that dangerous would, that would for you. A whole lot less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, celebrity deathmatch. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. So you have the, the since the where you, you're basically your warehouse is on on site where you live. So that's yes, a bonus, sir. I'm assuming. So, I mean, if there's anything that comes up or they need dad or mom needs you, you're right there. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, you can all is there. So baby number three is on the way. It's another boy. Are, are we going to keep trying for a girl? Is that the ultimate goal here? I think my wife has finally convinced herself pregnancy is hard and she's done. I'm okay. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, Nick, uh, Danielle, yeah. you watching this episode? Uh, there I go again. I'm sorry, Nick. So, so Nick has six children ranging, yeah, ranging from, uh, pushing a year he's and a half. He's actually almost two. Yeah. yeah. He's pushing two in a, couple, in a couple months, two to 20 something, 20, 22. And they're working on another, aren't they? Yeah. You yes, are, we are. We go in, we start IVF again in May. So yeah, so if we, uh, Stetson doesn't we know what to say. Speechless, just like oh, I am. God. What should I ask? Like, why so many? 
why are you still going? You're wild. I'm really, I'm really good at what I do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm many questions. Minus the talent and the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got me for, man. Uh, yeah. You've got to be one rock star out of seven, surely, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I love kids. I, you know, it's just, it's kind of one of those things. When I was younger, I absolutely did not want kids. And then, I was young and had my first kid and I'm like, okay, this is the coolest thing in the world. And yeah, just kept having them finally met the right person. And so I, I think we're and now on she, a better path. Wants, yeah. You know, so, part of this is also your dedication and love for that lady of yours, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, you know, cheers yeah, you. a lot, went, a lot went into this baby. Like I had to get unfixed. <laughs> so there's a whole lot of, uh, yeah. It could be worse. It could be like Jan off of the office. You know what the toll is on a man getting getting fixed and unfixed and fixed and unfixed. <laughs> Careful, Stetson. Your nerd's coming out, man. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, oh, man. I'm <laughs> That's all right. You're like me, man. I mean, I'm assuming under that hat of yours, at least I see the ginger beard. I'm assuming there's some red underneath that hat. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, it's see, actually- see, that means you and I. I don't want to say bread from the same cloth, but close to the fact that we're both gingers um, uh-huh. and total nerds in disguise. It's that's, that's amazing. That's Although you're not quite at the, where I'm at where um, my beard is basically all white and I have to dye it. So it still matches up top. You need to stop dying. I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not okay. doing it. When this starts going, then I will let that go. But well, this is turning white, and uh, my, my hair is getting there. Like it's it's significantly started turning white in the past six months. So I don't know what's about to happen here. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the redhead. It's I'm <laughs> telling you, we go gray early, but this won't do it yet. This is stock, man. This is all. It's like why my beard's almost completely white. I do not know why it's not catching up up here. So anyway, I've always Nick shakes and shaking his head. It's almost. Yeah, it's not even gray. It's more like clear. I embrace the George Clooney. That's what I call this salt and pepper yeah, stuff. Well, if you didn't have to suffer through being a redhead your entire life, you, you don't understand. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Are, are any of your kids redheads? Mine? No, man. They're, they're blonde cotton tops. Yeah. Okay. Curly hair. Uh, so curly. It's just ringlets, man. And we, we did, he's had four or five haircuts. Cause everybody's like, Oh, don't cut it. They'll go away. They ain't going nowhere. I mean, he looks like a <laughs> Well, it's a safe bet. Then your grandkids are going to be uh, coming out, coming out redheads, man. Probably. It always skips yep. a generation. My lady, she thought for sure we were going to have a redhead. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm telling you, it's going to, our grandkids will, but these ones, not so much. And, and I was right. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> Nick. Yes. Have you put together a fast five? Oh, I did. I kind of, <laughs> not really, but we'll make, we'll make it work. Well, you just go, go with your get go. So, so Stetson, yeah. this is a little part of the uh, dad cast. Nick asks five questions. They're not crazy uh, intricate or anything. Um, and they're fun. And I might add a couple afterwards. And if you would like to add some to us, we are game. Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh, well, I do have a billboard <laughs> and a picture of Lane on it that says lanefrost.com. <laughs> That's the one I do have. But if I'm just, you know, for uh, for shits and giggles billboard, sorry yes. for the foul language, but uh, pr- probably just a picture of me and be like, what's your other two witches? You know? Like that. <laughs> That's, damn it. I, that's, what I should do on, that's what I should do on our next billboard. 
What's yeah. your other two wishes with us? Exactly. Like, yeah, do like the Burt Reynolds, you know, the famous picture of him naked laying on a laying on a bear rug. Like, Dude, I'm so in. <laughs> Off the rails, love it. <laughs> and Dadcast is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Oh yeah. man, what's your favorite meal to cook for your kids? Well, kids, uh, let's see. Harrison eat avocados, and Hudson pretty much is on a cracker diet, so it's uh, it's kind of hard cooking wise. Though I like to grill. We do a lot of like uh, kebabs pineapple, chicken, shrimp, stuff like that. We'll, we'll dig into that a little bit. We do a lot of those. Cool. Um, your biggest parenting accomplishment? Um, being missed. Good so answer. Like I come home from a long trip, that that's probably better than anything. Like, uh, just coming home from a long trip and just them boys just beside themselves running to you. Like, that's priceless. Ain't that cool, that man. That is that. That is that is great. Um, your favorite vacation spot to take the family? Family, <laughs> we haven't really done any yet. Uh, we went to Gulf Shores once, but favorite vacation, me and the wife so far. Uh, we've been to Key West three times. We love Key West. I was in Key West three weeks ago. There you go. Oh man, I'm I'm a All big right. I'm a big fish taco aficionado. Is that a word? And right. and the mahi mahi, it's everywhere <laughs> down there, as you know. Um, yeah, man, that, that's making me hungry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And it's Starving. making me want to go back to South Florida, man. So awesome there. I got a buddy that's a fishing guy there. So shout out to Bear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got for the fast five. So it was a fast four today. Fast f- three and a half. This whole having works. a full time job is so weird. Like, I, I took the last year and a half off and <laughs> decided, okay, I'm going to go back and sell cars until we start making some more money with the podcast. And, it's just like, oh man, so weird. Like doing the full-time job thing and trying to remember to, I was sitting at the car lot before I came here. And I'm like, crap, I didn't do the fast five. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. all good, Nick. And you are Mr. Hustle. This shouldn't come as to any shock or surprise to anybody. Right? I mean, all you do is go, go, go. You're like Stetson <laughs> here. Right. You wake up, boom, hit feet at the floor. And it's. I'm up at three 30, hit the gym. I was say, he's in the gym at the crack of dawn, this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> crazy all right so Education. i've got um a question uh i wouldn't i'm not going to relate this into the fast five but uh you mentioned your kids when you're gone and you come home is there uh is that often for you i mean i'm assuming uh when promoting your brand um are you gone a lot honestly no uh we do we do we're doing rodeo houston rodeo austin and then we do calf rides a, a three-day music festival in oklahoma and stillwater uh, we do that because it's just up the road. And then we do NFR, which is in Vegas. So I'm gone probably two and a half, three months out of the year total. But what sucks, mine are all lumped up in one. Right. So like this, I'm here 18 days for this. And then I'm home till December, but then I'm gone in December, another 18 days straight. So a lot of marathons in the midst. Right. Um, and hard because I get so much of my kids and so much of being at home with my family. And then it's just like ghosted. So it's, it's really hard. Uh, we do a lot of FaceTime. We FaceTime three times already today, just talking to the boys and seeing what they're doing and, you know, making faces and all that. But Thank God for you know, technology. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been blessed. I don't have to leave much. And uh, we just try to do like four marquee events a year. But past that, I- I'm at the home 10 months straight usually. When is the uh, the Vegas show? So the NFR is usually the first first 15 days in uh, December. Mm, that just so happens yeah. to coincide with my birthday, Nick. Maybe we should make it. We a might have to do a December Vegas trip. Maybe do a. Yeah. 
last time you were hanging out with Steve Torino. Yeah, I went. Uh, <laughs> so we we had hooked. He uh he got a hat somewhere and posted a picture in it, and I started uh I started listening to his comedy. And I was like, man, this cat's funny, and he gets it. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's living the real life like we all are. Yeah, and he's talking about it. That's what's fun. He's talking about being a husband and being a father. So uh, I hit him up, and then his his manager started talking to me, and it just worked out. And, Usually in Vegas, man, I'm real, I'm real disciplined. Like I don't go out. I I'm in the booth eight hours a day. I've got, I've got phone calls and meetings and stuff to handle. So I try to get in bed by nine o'clock most nights. And, uh, he was having a comedy show. So he invited me out to that. And I was really appreciative. Had a, had a blast. And it was, it was actually an HBO special. And I didn't know it. So I thought that was really cool because it was televised on HBO later. Oh, sweet. Impressive. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys that I've met off the, doing the podcast and then just going, you know, further and texting him throughout since we've done the podcast and setting up other stuff with him. So it's, it's been pretty cool to get to know him. Yeah. The fun part of all this is, is the networking and the relationships you build. That's, yeah. that's my favorite part about this. Honestly, who is in Stetson Frost's mind? You're like, I'm putting you in the third person here. The yeah. most famous person you've ever collaborated with on any level. Right now, or Mets, or anything. Yeah. Um, well, sports-wise, uh, actually, I just I had a meeting yesterday with the Troy Aitman Foundation. Uh, shout out to that. They're having a Highway to Henrietta event in June. Blake Sheldon's the headliner. It's a country music festival. So I will soon meet Troy Aitman. So that's that's like probably a bucket list meet for me. Damn. But in person, who I've met so far, uh, we're actually in the works. So we're uh, we're in the uh, final. St- stages of uh, Lane Frost documentary that we're getting done and uh, Cody Johnson interviewed for it. And I actually went out to that interview and hung out. And so right now he's probably the most famous country singer going right now. So meeting Cody Johnson was, was really cool. Nice. That, that dude is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> is there uh, for this documentary, is it uh, all footage that's already been filmed or are you filming new footage? And is someone playing Lane Frost? So it's it's not it's not like a uh, a movie doc where you know we have actors playing. Right. It's uh, it's clips of Lane's old rides. It's uh, interviews with close friends and family. Um, it's interviews with guys like you know Cody Johnson that didn't meet him, but how he he inspired and touched Cody's life. Uh, guys like that, and then in the midst, clips of of rodeo that isn't Lane, just showing the history of some of the events he went to. Cheyenne's a big big premiere event in the in the documentary for the fact that that's where Lane passed and just all the history there with Lane. Um, so it's more of a, it'd be kind of like a, you know, a, a mini version of the Jordan, Michael Jordan doc, you know, right. where, where everybody's talking about it. And the only, the only thing we're missing is we don't have Lane. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only person we don't have that could interview for it. Uh, but the cool part, uh, Lane's widow, Kelly, my, you know, I, we were hesitant to ask just because, you know, you don't know if that's a touchy subject, but at this point, you know, I asked my grandmother else. I said, you know, would you ask, you know, if she would interview, I think it'd be really important. You know, we want to, we want to hear all sides because I didn't want Lane to be painted in a perfect light. He's not, he's human. He had failures just like all of us. And I feel like if you put people on a pedestal and you don't have the true story, you know, if, if people don't think they're human, you know, people, you know, people mess up and, and that's just life. So ha- having, having, you know, the, the, the wife get on there and explain their story and their struggles and how they overcame their struggles, that was huge because she was the only person that could give us that side of lane. Right. So we're super excited about this. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tearjerker. Um, 
but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's uh the lane it's a uh, lane frost doc that's the instagram uh we have little clips of people interviewing about lane and uh we have like a three minute trailer on there y'all should go check it out like it's it's gonna be awesome sweet absolutely when, when does it come out when's it so we're we're in negotiations uh having like a red carpet premiere hopefully oh, cool. late summer um kind of just to get some hot behind it and get some get some feedback from some audience and then once that's done, uh, we've got a few streaming networks on the lamp that are interested in buying it from us. Nice. Very so, cool. Yeah, I'm still loving all that. Yeah, I'll keep you on the loop on when it drops. Okay. Sure. Cool. All right. He is Stetson freaking Frost, driving force <laughs> behind the Lane Frost brand. And of course, uh, the nephew of the legendary Lane Frost joining us right here on Dad Cast. Man, so. How deep are you into the 18 days trip right now? Oh man, I'm in, I'm day six. Oh. So I got a minute. Yeah. I'm here to the 26th, man. And you're in Austin. I'm in Austin. Yes, sir. It's not a bad place to be though. No, there's some cool stuff to do. And, and this event's unique. Most events are, you know, 8am to 8pm. You're there all day. Uh, this event, my booth is actually right next to the arena. Like, uh, I, I see you in pictures the other night or, a, uh, a video the other night of me, I was kind of spinning around, you know, showing him the view and they're doing sound check. I mean, I can throw a rock at whoever's playing music. Oh, so awesome. I get to see the rodeo and uh, the music right from my booth and my only event from uh, five to midnight. So it's, it's not a bad gig. It's, so, the schedule's great. It's just, you know, missing the fam. If the fam was here, I'd be, I'd be in heaven. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. That's Do why I ever come out with you. Do the, does the family ever come out with you for these things? We try to do stuff like they came to Austin for the set or not Austin, but Houston for the setup. We went out and uh, I, we set it up. We were there six days. I did as much business as I could do there. And then we went home so I could prep for this event. Uh, it's just hard. You know, at those ages, almost four and almost two, it's just, or I say almost two, he just turned one. Uh, it's just hard, you know, because I, I have to give about six hours straight to this, this setup of grid wall products and doing all these things. And they're stuck in a hotel. And so, no, we, we try to, we try to, when we go on trips, we go on trips for us because it's just too hard. It makes yeah. it work more pleasure. How did you get an hour out of your day today and who's covering you right now? So, well, we don't, again, we don't bend till tonight. Okay. Uh, but Rodeo Houston's going on. So I got my, I have a, my wholesale that handles all my wholesale accounts. Uh, she's our networker that handles our boot burner cabinet. She's our liaison between them. She's there working the booth. And then one of our influencers named Reagan is there working the booth and her and another girl um, have switched places. We had our, our other influencer, Josie, she was there seven days. And then a shout out to uh, Dina, one of our friends from high school. She actually lives in Houston. So she came down or she comes to the booth and has helped as backup. So that's been great. So uh, that event's over the 20th. So then we have to go pick up the trailer, pick up the vending stuff, take it home. And then this goes on to the 26th. So just a lot of moving parts and, uh, I had a lunch meeting scheduled for two that I moved. Uh, uh, bullfighter <clears throat> Nathan Harp. We're actually in negotiations working with him. Going to make him a Lane Frost branded athlete. Oh, cool! Nice. All right, man. Uh, I have one final question. I like to think of it as the most important question that I ever ask on Dadcast. So no pressure, Stetson. <laughs> Thanks. All right, no pressure. If you could give uh, one bit of advice to any guy who's about to become a dad, new dad, what's that going to be? Don't take yourself too serious. You know, I like that. 
I want I want you to like 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 expand on that. Okay, so like, <clears throat> just I know, know what you mean, but I I, I want to hear it. You know, Go, go with the flow. You know, uh, you can't expect perfection. Um, don't put yourself in a situation that everything has to be perfect. Uh, relish the moment. Um, do not take any of it for granted. Live each day. Like it's your last, you know, enjoy your children. Um, but yeah, just, just, uh, just lighten up almost, you know, don't just take yourself so seriously. Deep. No one gets out of this thing alive. Nope. <laughs> All right. Once again, man, he is Stetson Frost, driving force behind the Lane Frost brand. Of course, Lane Frost, legendary rodeo rider from back in the day. Man, we're pushing, what, 35 years now? Give or uh, take? Fast. Yeah. 30? This, this year will be. Whew. Man. Ah, oh, gosh. It seems like just yesterday. I am that old. <laughs> me too <laughs> uh stetson i want to thank you very very much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule i am so glad we finally got to get together and do this man it's yeah. been fun it's been amazing uh thank you appreciate yeah, you thanks, man. and for everyone listening and watching worldwide if you happen to be on youtube please like us up subscribe comment do all that good stuff this episode has been brought to you locally by kmvu fox 26 and uh, we'll see you all next week thank you very much <laughs>